So I just talking to All right, dear. Hello, I'm Nana. And if you enjoy listening to my sweethearts talk on this show, maybe tell a friend of yours. And maybe they can enjoy it, too. And if you would like to see this little show go a little bit further, maybe check out the Darlings Buy Me a Coffee account. All right. Okay, honey, you can go ahead with your flashlight thing now. Ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. In this episode of the podcast, we are going to be discussing the strange phenomenon that is the missing 411. This evening, I am joined by Colleen and Greg. Did you guys want to say hello? Hey, it's Greg. Guess it's Colleen, then. (laughs) Yeah, you're out of options. That's all you got. Okay, so... uh, I'm going to throw out um, my uh, interpretation, I guess you would say, of what I understand the missing 411 to be. So it's essentially a collection of people who have gone missing while being in any number of the national parks. And some of them you can chalk up to um, uh, animals. Some of them you can not chalk up to animals. Some of them you can chalk up to, um, say, like a heart attack or a stroke. Other ones are, you know, an accident, like falling down a cliff or a tree fell over, you tripped and you hurt yourself and you couldn't get out of the woods. Those kind of things um, all play into the missing 411. However, the part that makes everything um, different to other cases and the part that... uh, really makes things weird is the ones that aren't explainable and that are a little bit out there and kind of hard to follow in some respects so like some of the things that they've you know determined um finding people 12 miles scene but there's no way they could have covered that distance in that time kind of thing right so it's a series of stories of people who have gotten lost in the national parks and have gone missing for normal reasons, but also these extra normal reasons. So I don't know if you want me to go into some of the history of it, of how it started, and the person behind it. So the missing 411 is the current name we're giving to this phenomenon. Um, (laughs) And it was coined by a man named David Pilates. And... Um, he was not the first person to investigate this. These have been investigated back from the 60s, the 70s, and before. Like, it's been talked about for many, many years. Um, but Pilates kind of put it all together. Pilates is, uh, you can love him or you hate him. He He's really one of these kind of oddball characters. He was actually a policeman. And he... Uh, He worked at the San Jose Police Department, and he was in SWAT, he was in street crimes, and he was in detective work. He worked there for about 20 years until he actually was um, let go. He was charged with uh, a misdemeanor account of falsely soliciting for a charity. So he left. 
And at that point, he really went big into his love, which was Bigfoot. So he started, he wrote a couple books on Bigfoot. Um, and he like self-published. Uh, and he founded the research group North American Bigfoot Search. Um, and then a few years later, he his story goes that he was at a national park doing an investigation with Bigfoot when a off-duty park ranger approached him and said, hey, listen, dude, I know you're an investigator. We have a lot of weird stuff going on around here. Uh, people go missing. We never find them. And we don't know what to do. Can you look into it? And apparently that's what started his whole Missing 411 series. So he started looking into the disappearances. And the one thing that he found, which has become a big cause for concern for many people, is that the National Park Service um, in the U.S. really doesn't keep records about disappearances. No, they really don't. They um, leave it up to the police and that's it. Yeah. And yet the police and FBI know that don't really have jurisdiction within the park. So a big problem is a lot of people whose families went, family members went missing, they could never get information. They, they'd ask for information. They were told the file's lost. We can't access. You, you need to file a Freedom of Information Act. You need to do this. We don't have it. Talk to somebody else. It was it was big problems. So no one could get any information. There was no comprehensive database or anything like that. So it was really hard to find this information. So Pilates has spent years. He's actually now wrote about 11 books on it. They're all self-published. You can only get them off of his official website, or you can get them off of uh, Amazon as a resell, but they'll be very expensive. Um, so they're not really easy to get your hands on. Uh, they're a little bit difficult. Um, I've never read one because, like I said, I just haven't ordered one or whatever. Um, but he, the interesting thing with Pilates, he investigates these disappearances, but he never officially attributes any uh, one reason to it. Any reason to it. He talks about what he talks about is that. Um, uh, that, you know, he he wants his his listeners, the people reading it, to form their own opinions and come to their own conclusions and that he's just presenting the facts to them. Um, you know, some of his facts can be a little bit skewed or biased, you can say. He does do a lot of interviews on things like Coast to Coast and uh, with MUFON and all sorts of things like that. He really have you, have you ever sat down and listened to Coast to Coast? Yes. Yes, I have. That's some crazy oh, stuff. That like, could, oh, my God. You, you want to sit down and go down a rabbit hole, <laughs> sit and watch some old or listen to some old Coast to oh, Coast stuff. Oh, some this. of that Coast to Coast stuff. Like oh, some man. of it, you're just laughing. Others, you're like, whoa, why didn't I know didn't, this? Uh John Teeter call in to Coast to Coast or right to Coast to Coast or something like who's, that? Who's John Teeter? Oh, we'll be getting into that. Okay, all right. He, he's uh, a time traveler that came oh. back for the old... Uh, yes. Uh, Com Com Commodore or, or even older. I can't remember. Um, Amiga 1 or... I, I can't remember. So there's... Over the years, like people have made up a lot of different theories on, on missing 401 cases and that. We can go into that later. But... There's actually the, um, uh, what is the site, the main site that, um, that the official site is Can Am Missing. Uh, and truthfully, it's a horrible page. Like, you would think for something like this, they'd actually create a good website. But the webpage is, is just disaster. Just like, garbage. Yeah. Oh, complete garbage. 
Um, so it's really hard to get information off of it and that. So a lot of the information you find is actually, there's not a lot of, you need to read the books or you watch, uh, YouTube videos. There's a couple documentaries. Um, there's not a lot you can find in terms of written. Most of the written stuff is the skeptic side. Tubi's good for it. Yes. There's, well, there's a lot, people do a lot of podcasts. They do like, like they talk about this a lot. We're doing one now. Exactly. Um. That's so meta. <laughs> The, um, give me a moment here. So for the cases, he's identified about 1,500 cases from the parks that fit within the missing 411. Um, being the weird ones. Being the weird ones. Yes. To be a missing 411, it has to fit a number of requirements and it has to disclude a number of things. So if, if there's animal predation, discluded. What's a predation? Predation. So if if they find the body and the body's been eaten by a mountain lion, they no, that's it. They they disclude it. Um so anything that shows animal predation, if the person had mental health issues or was a suicide risk, it's discluded. Um if it was a deliberate disappearance, like somebody showed signs that they wanted to disappear, oh. it's discluded. Um crime is discluded and so is drowning. So anything that fits those, they immediately say, nope, not a missing 411. Yeah. And there's a whole team of investigators that he's got working throughout North America and in other countries too, who look through cases to find these. Um, there are a lot of requirements that kind of, if they fit these patterns, then they are included. Normally it's like, first one is that they're go missing in a, mar- in a national park and often around bodies of water or near boulder fields. Yeah. Rock fields are a big thing. Like, they come into a lot of these cases, like, a lot. Um, so does the snow. Yes. And one of the ones that also comes in, which is kind of a really stretch, is they talk about that there are berries around. It's like, well, they are in the national park, so there are going to be berries. Yeah. So that one's... Some of his 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 connections are pretty stretchy. Um, the other thing, there's really no... Uh, profile of the people who go missing they go there's there's people who are fully able-bodied great outdoorsmen hunters and then there are people who are disabled who can barely walk a few feet and then there was the one i heard about a two-year-old oh the the children yes um there's also a huge difference in terms of the intellectual abilities people who have developmental challenges go missing so do college professors university professors yeah um, so the diversity of the people diversity going, is is yeah. all over um the another thing like these are some of the things they look for for missing 401 um if the missing person is found alive they usually have memory loss um, and they don't really know what happened to them during the time they were gone. Oh, neat. I, I didn't hear of many coming back alive. Very few come back. Um, the children, sometimes when children are found, um, they'll tell weird stories about how they went missing. Um, you know, things that make no sense and, and really don't mesh. Um, if the, if the deceased body, if the, if the missing person's body is found, um, the cause of death is almost never figured out. Yeah. Um, it seems as though they died without any cause that they just died. Yeah. Uh, now it's not common that bodies are found. And, and not even, like a lot of them are found in snow, but they're determined not to have died of hypothermia. Yes, yes. Um, the other thing is the missing when they're found are often found in areas that are 
very difficult, if not completely impossible to get to. Um, you know, there's some of the most famous cases was a child was found 12 miles away uh, in just a couple hours. Mm-hmm. There is no way a little kid could go 12 miles in a couple hours. Yeah. Um, you know, there's children who go missing and they're found 2,000 meters up on the edge of a rock cliff. That two-year-old said something about what it saw and I couldn't remember what it was. There's it was... The children have said some pretty odd things. Like some have talked about a wolf that fed it berries. Others have talked about uh, being carried by a large creature. Uh, some have talked about fairies. Like, like it's really all over the place. You know what it sounds like with the children to me? Krampus. Oh. <laughs> I, I was going to say um, Bigfoot is, is uh, yeah. another one. Right? Yeah. Um, you mentioned that before, but I mean, a lot of younger kids seem to get like adopted by Bigfoot, they say, or like, or, you know, large animals or something. Giants like even. Yeah. We haven't got into giants yet, but well, that's along the same lines as Bigfoot and stuff like that. A lot of different conspiracy theories and even ancient lore, a lot of them bleed into each other. Yeah. For example, Christ is in uh, Buddhism and Hinduism as well, but he's seen as a prophet, not a savior. Yes. So like things like that, even if you take it down to like religion, right? Uh, every single religion has a flood story. Well, but what is what is religion except for uh, the folklore and fairy tales of the people? Exactly. Oh, that one could be bad in terms of censorship, but oh well. Um, <laughs> but there's there's um, some of the missing four hundred one protocols are actually even weirder. That the people are, um, you know, one of the big things that often happens is the search and rescues will go out and search, and they'll be searching for two weeks. And then they'll find the person literally 500 meters away from their base camp in a yeah. place that was searched 50 times. Yeah. And it's like they just suddenly appeared there. It's like they died and then were returned yeah, or yeah. something. Um, the, the other thing is, is that the dogs, the search dogs that are brought in often can't find these people. Yeah. They have no trace. They can't, they can't scent them. They can't find them. And then one day they'll all of a sudden find a piece of clothing in an area where the search dogs have been 50 times. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's really weird. Like, the search dogs can't catch these people. And um, I've seen, uh, well, not seen, but heard of um, them finding footprints in the snow and following it back. And then all of a sudden, the footprints stop immediately. And then that's where the trail just ends. But there's nothing yeah. there to be found, well, which ties it into the alien side of things. Well, and the the other thing, one thing, actually, it's really uncommon like nine times out of ten they will find no tracks whatsoever yeah um like literally it's like and there are so many cases of these where a person has been standing there looks to their side they see their loved one they turn around because they hear a noise three seconds later they look back the person's gone and is never seen again no trace nothing yeah um and that's most of the weird cases yes it's only the the ones they've gotten a little bit more information that we even have anything on yeah. So those are kind of the any case that fits those things in terms of the uh, search and rescue not finding, dogs not being able to track, uh, person being found ages away, uh, you know, all those things. That's where they go, okay, this could be a missing 411. And that's when the investigators will start looking into it more, trying to get more information. And at that point, they'll tell you to, like, 
there are tens of thousands of people who go missing in national parks, mm. but only 1,500 have matched this. Now, it is not just a but North American 1500 thing. That's 1,500 that matches. That's 1,500. Now, those numbers are going back... I think some of their earliest documented are like the 40s, 50s. Like, say you add one variable. Like, say he's only tracking people with blue eyes. You're still not going to get 1,500. Exactly. And that's with one variable. Yeah. So, where a lot of the detractors point out is that, you know, he's what they often say is that Pilates is picking and choosing his cases. So, of course, you're going to see a correlation. But... Yes, that is true. He's picking and choosing them based on how they disappeared and what was found after. So that's the same thing any investigator would do. If an investigator knew a serial killer was after only, you know, men between the ages of 20 and 30, he's not going to go look for a woman who's 60 years old. He's going to take that out of the loop. So that is that is one thing that does make sense. He's not going to, you know, just go, okay, I'm looking at everything. No, he he narrows it down to this small list. What did you find, Greg? You find much? Well, I found a case uh, off of the website. If you want me to go through it, yeah, uh, yeah. It'd be so, good to get a, a, an example of what we're talking yes, about. Yeah. Okay, so this this guy, his name is George Panka, and he went missing on June seventeenth, two thousand eleven. So it's it's kind of recent, I guess. On the it's yeah. less than well, it's ten years ago. So, yeah. You know. So this happened in Yosemite Falls in uh, California. And basically what happened was he was hiking up the uh, one of the trails there. And he went with uh, his church group. There was about 80 people there. And I guess the group separated when they were up at the top of the trail. Like up, they were going to the falls there. And then they were all told they could just come back down on their own kind of thing. So they didn't realize that he was missing until nine o'clock at night. That when everyone got back to the bus, they just didn't see him there. So that uh, basically started the the search rescue was started around 9 p.m. Well, actually, they did like a bigger one the next day, like on the Saturday. And so they had over 150 people just doing like a search and trying to find him wow. and they couldn't find anything like they had search dogs like you said before and they had like like police office officers from different counties all in just trying to find this guy and they weren't able to do it and then a couple of days later they didn't they got rid of like a lot of the search parties and they just had like mostly like the park rangers do the searching and everything because they know the park and everything but there they couldn't find anything um for a while and then i guess they did find i'm just trying to see here uh they found like his backpack but that's about it and yeah and that was about two weeks later Wow. After, yeah. How far away did it did it say? I uh, it didn't really say how far away it was, but I mean, like it was in that park, yeah. yeah. But they, I mean, and that's it. Like they haven't really found anything more other than that. It's and like, no, it's just the backpack. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's a, a lot of cases are like that. Like they'll find a coat or a shoe, and and that's about it. You know. They the, 
the clothing is actually one thing that really actually sets apart the the missing 411s because um a lot of times they'll find uh like there's been reports and I don't have any names of the people because I've been following these things for years well, and, it's, and and we also decided that we didn't want to name a whole lot of names because yeah. we don't want to also leave any out. Yes, so, cuz there's so many. Greg's got a couple examples, but yeah, there there are so many we can't list them all. Yeah. There, there are many cases where they'll find a person's folded clothing on like a rock beside a river uh, and nothing else. And, and the weirdest one is for the little kids, they'll, if the child reappears, the clothing's inside out on children who can't dress themselves or the shoes are taken off, but they're still tied up. Um, like the laces are still done, but yet the kids can't do that. Um... You know, the clothing is one of the weird ones where it's like, why is the clothing gone? Now, one reason for that could be, uh, I think it's called per, perox, per, per, paradoxical undressing. Um, if you're going through hypothermia, you will reach a stage where you feel uber, uber hot. So people might undress themselves. So that might make sense for an adult, but it doesn't really make sense why a uh, three-year-old would take their clothes off fold it put it on a rock yeah um so you know it's it's it is very there's a lot of strange things with this there i think some of them might be able to be explained that okay you know what they got lost like you know but there are ones that are just so weird that you can't think of, of what could it be especially when it's the children that go missing um yeah that's that's the like there's a few very famous cases about that yeah um it's it's just really weird with the children going missing like how you mentioned like their clothes were all folded do you think that maybe whatever happened maybe it was like mind control or something like that that might have made them do something like that i mean i know it's a little bit out there but you it's that's probably one of the most um, realistic theories of all the ones that are out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like you could just think about it. I mean, like if someone can control you, like even if if we want to go in that direction where it's something not human or something like that, yeah, that's doing it right. I mean, like who knows? I mean, like it could be anything. Oh well, the theories as to what it actually could be. I mean, there are. Anything you can think of, somebody's come up with. I mean, uh, we've got Big everything. Bigfoot, aliens, Big werewolves, were- skinwalkers. Uh, one of the biggest ones that people seem to like is the idea of portals. That the person just disappears into a portal. And then maybe the portal releases them later, which is why they've been found. There's fairies. Uh, people have talked about fairies. Um, there's a large group that believes it has to do with underground cave systems. Um, it's every theory, anything you can think of is a theory for it. And Pilates is very big in terms of, I'm not giving a theory, but you know, the theories out there for why these things happen and what's happened to these people is really all over the place. And it is all over the world. It's just, we have the most information out there that's been presented is from in North America, because that's where Pilates and his team works. Um, but there are stories from Australia, from Germany, from Russia, 
I mean, well, a lot of the four one one even covers a lot of stuff from Canada. Yes, yes, there's because a lot. It's it's all in the national parks. Wherever there's wild and wilderness, that's where this seems to happen. Now, the Canadian national park system does have a better system for uh, doing missing persons and things like that. Um, a lot of these four one one cases, you actually can look up the people and find them on like the official missing registries um, that are out there by the government. You can, all the information is out there to find. Um, there's, uh, Pilates is working very hard trying to get a, uh, they've been trying for years now, like him and his group and supporters, been trying to get the national park system to implement a way of uh, better record keeping. Yeah. Um, they've also, Pilates has mentioned, I think it's $1.6 million would be needed to release all the freedom of information acts about all the missing people yeah uh yeah it's it's crazy like there's so much so so much yeah so what are your what are your theories like for some of them like what what do you think about it um that one is so hard because I get more, I, <laughs> yeah, you really opened up a can of worms there. <laughs> I enjoy the mystery of it. Um, I cannot say I, like, I don't believe that 100% everything he says is true. Absolutely not. I, I think there are, sometimes he's made correlations that, oh, this woman went missing and this woman went missing and their names both began with, began with A. It's like, okay, that's a little bit of a stretch. Like, okay. come on. Um, some of the stuff I like, I, I'm not like, I'm not a big, huge fan of Pilates himself. Um, but I, there's too many cases for it to be coincidence and there's too many weird cases. I, I think, you know, part of me is like, okay, the portals do make sense. You know, what if there was a portal, um, you know, and somebody just disappeared into it, you know, just happened to back up into a tree, a portal open and boom, they're gone. Or not and, even a, a portal, like a, even just like a time shift. Yeah. Where like it, it's just like a lot of the times they say in national parks, because there's so much natural magnetism and stuff, a lot of the times it's in rocky areas and stuff like that, that you'll find parts where time and space are a little bit weaker and they bleed into each other. Yeah. And a lot of these cases do go, there is a lot of correlation with rock fields. Um one of the most famous cases that was probably the first one I heard was about a little three-year-old boy. And um, he he disappeared. They eventually did find uh, his clothing and his remains. But they were like 2,000 meters up on the edge of a rock face. And yeah. there was no way the child could have gotten up there. And there was no sign of animal interaction or anything like that. His clothing was okay. And his shoes had been taken off and tied. And he couldn't do that. And this child had gone missing from under the supervision of a number of people were watching him. And he just suddenly was, they turned around to look at something in, in a different direction. They turned back around and the child was gone. Mm. And and they never they never found him. Um, you know, the rock fields really are a big thing within these cases. So the idea of the magnetism does make sense. I... I don't really believe in the UFO Bigfoot. Um, oh, Greg's all pissed. Now he's going to punch you. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really. 
There was one story I do remember hearing where there was apparently eyewitness reports of seeing, there actually been a couple, where there were eyewitness reports of seeing uh, a creature that looked like Bigfoot carrying the child away. So, I mean, I can't discount it. Um, also, werewolves were on that same list, that yep. it wasn't necessarily a Bigfoot because a lot of the kids said it was a wolf. There, Yes, there were a lot that children talked about that a wolf took them in. Yeah. Um, very odd, that one. You mean the dog man? Uh, there was also the dog man. Yeah. Uh, I heard another one where one kid, uh, was talking to his grandmother, which would play possibly into your mind control thing if someone's making you see right. something oh, else. Um, yeah, and I hardly had time to look into anything, but there's a couple I remember from what I did, right? Yeah. But yeah, um... So so many different variations. Like, uh, if it is, you know, a skinwalker, that might even cover both, where it could be yeah. an animal and something that can be magical at the same time. Yeah, because skinwalkers usually are a wolf, usually. that's They can be any animal, but yeah. they do apparently tend to prefer. Yeah. The one thing I always wonder that, if the people are disappearing and they're not, like, if they're being taken away and disappearing and, and we don't find them, because many times remains are never found. You f- might find a few personal belongings, but you don't find a body. So the biggest thing I wonder, and, and I'm sure the families, your poor families, what happened? So, like, if it was UFO, uh, if it was Bigfoot, if it was whatever, what happened after? Um, that's, I think that's something that must terrorize the families is, is what's happened to them. Yeah. And, you know, where, where did they go? What happened to them? Um, there's a lot that comes in, you know, in terms of that does, why is the park service so against keeping the records, like fighting, fighting against this? Why are there no records? They've been knowing about this for years. Um, so there's a lot of question in terms of does the government know what's going on? Yeah. Do, do they have an idea? Do they know what this is, but they're trying to hide it? And that's why they're not keeping records. Exactly. They might be keeping records, just not where you're looking for them. Yeah. Yeah. Or hidden records. Who knows where what they're hidden under. Um, people have said they've been threatened when they try to investigate their family's disappearance, that they've been threatened. No, leave this. They're gone. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, it's like you're done. So you really don't like it is such a convoluted story. There's so much information out there and none of it really seems to point to any one thing that we currently know of. But the stories go back for such a long time. Like I think I heard the first one was like the 60s or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're the ones that we know of from our records, but if you talk to the tribes that used to inhabit these areas, they have stories about people disappearing, yeah. about people can walk into the woods and they're never seen again. No trace of them. Um, in Europe, their record keeping, of course, goes back much longer. Um, they've got records of disappearances, you know, from century, two centuries ago that are written down. Um, some people even uh, hazarded to guess that is Dyatlov Pass part of part of the missing 411 um you know does it fit the profile 
so there's a lot of there's a lot of talking on it in terms of what's going on like there's there's huge threads out there of people talking trying to figure this out uh that's the biggie what do you think it is greg i think it's ufos you think it's ufos well i don't know i mean like you never know i mean it could be anything really i mean like or they just they just went missing you know i kind of like the portal idea what you were saying before too yeah because i because I know I've been I've been researching a lot more about Bigfoot. I don't know. I know this isn't about Bigfoot or anything, but I mean, like it's kind of like in there. And one of their things is that they use portals too, right? Like going. That's what they say. Anyway, yeah. that's why we can't find them all the time because they're they go different. They open up a portal and they're they're gone. They're kind just of thing. Blip in and out. That's yeah. why they come and go so quickly. Yeah, and that and they're big. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but I mean. But I mean, like, is it? There's, there's been TV shows that are kind of like similar to what Missing Four One One has been like, and I, I think there was like a show that was recently within the last couple of years where, like, a whole town of people went missing, and then they all came back, like, oh, like yeah. about like like twenty years later or something like that. Wouldn't that be weird, though, if, like, all these missing people all of a sudden just appeared? Yes. Were, were uh, they the same age they were when they left? Yes. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That'd be so neat. But they were, like, and but their families were still there in the in the towns and stuff like that. Like, they still had family, and then all of a sudden, they're back, right? Wow. Yeah. Oh, just all at once. Yeah. They all, like, they all disappeared at once, and then they all came back. Wow. Yeah. When I think of this, I always remember, it sounds sounds so nerdy, um, a Torchwood episode, uh, spinoff of Doctor Who, and where literally a guy just disappears from a bridge. He, he fell through a, a little glip in time, and he ends up on another side of the universe, and he, you know, he sees, like, a sun exploding, he goes insane, eventually comes back through this little rift, and... The fact is, is that this this organization knows all about it, and when people come back through the rifts, they keep them safe. Um, and I always kind of think about that when I think of missing four one. Like, how did these these people go missing? What happened to them? Is it just the matter of, you know, they're huge parks. These are giant, giant expanses of parks, and. Even if the, you bring in, you know, two, three hundred search teams, you bring in dogs, you know, it is possible you just step in the wrong direction. You could miss that vital piece of evidence. You know, maybe it is just that, but there's too many coincidences. Like, why do the dogs not smell them? Yeah. I mean, anybody... Why do the footprints just stop? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and... It is, and it's people of all different walks of life that go missing, like all different areas. Um, you know, when you get uh, an elderly person who can barely walk and they just disappeared and you find no traces of them. And yet they need assistance to walk. They use canes. They use, how did that happen? Uh, you know, when yeah. a two-year-old goes missing, you know, it, it's very, very eerie. Yeah, two-year-old goes missing and covers seven miles. Yeah. Or, what was it? 12? Twelve miles. Yeah. Yeah, even seven, even, even seven. Even seven, but covers it in just a matter of hours. Yeah, like how? And 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 this is area that's not accessible by cars or anything, so it's not like somebody drove them there. Yeah. Um. 
you know, the Australia had a case where um, there was a, a child. The child was found. I think the kid was about eight years old or something. And the researchers who found the 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 searcher mentions that um, you know they were standing there. They looked into the trees. They didn't see anything. Then a fog rolled in, and they look back at the trees, and the child walks out of the fog. And the child should have been dead because of uh, hypothermia. There should have been no way this child would have survived for like the week the kid was out there. The kid was fine, not malnourished, no hypothermia, perfectly fine. It's like, how does this happen? Yeah. Yeah. I just wish there was more that they were, you know, came back living. Yeah. There are some mysteries that we just don't really need to know, apparently. (laughs) You know? That's why they're mysteries. Right? Mysteries of the earth. Lots of crazy shit. Yeah. Well, and if it's it's UFOs, so what's happening to them? Like, if it's, if if UFOs are taking them. Well, if, if it's the UFOs. Uh, one of the conspiracy theories I heard is that we did find aliens and we've made a deal with them. They'll slowly trickle feed us technology and teach us how to use it and backwards compatible it to our stuff. And in exchange, they get to take a couple of us for uh, genetic purposes because their race is running out of pure enough DNA to sustain existing. Yes, that's that's a good one. Um, I think the one, one theory that I find probably the least plausible to me is the fairies. Um, even though like, yes, I, I believe in fairies. I just, I, I don't know that one just. Well, sir, a- uh, Peter would fight you on that one, but he's not here. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I do. I, I, I don't know if I should say I believe in them. I love the stories about them, like the, the, the true fairies and that, but, um, uh, like the ones you need to be scared of and. But that one just seems a little bit, a little bit out there even for me. But being as we don't know, how can we say what's real or not? Yeah. Yeah, who knows? What about gnomes? Do you think the gnomes took people? <laughs> only, only the underpants gnomes. <laughs> or trolls. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of trolls out there, you know. You know, though, the thing is, is like I can laugh at some of these, but then I think, well, wait a minute. These are stories that have been in our collective folklore throughout uh, multiple civilizations for yeah. a very long time. So where did they come from? Where did where did we get these stories of fairies, trolls, gnomes? Giants, you know, Bigfoot. Gi- exactly. They had to come from somewhere. It's not like this is a story that only was, oh, only this little group of people in this region of the world came up with this. Like most of these stories are cross-referenced throughout many cultures. They might be well, called yeah. something different, but it's the same thing. Well, like if you take uh, Bigfoot and you just think of it as a giant hairy man, then that ties into the giants and the giants tie into the Nephilim and a lot of the Nephilim even tie into Christianity, Hinduism, oh. Buddhism and all that kind of stuff. So pretty much like since the beginning of time, there's been something out there and no one person can say what it is. Yeah. Well, hell, Nephilim even tie into like Atlantis and stories of that people talk about. Yeah. Uh, Inner Earth stuff. You know, like it's such a deep pool. One of the the interesting sayings I heard a very long time ago was that civilization isn't linear. Um. You know, we don't go straight from, you know, here's our stone axe to our lovely striped toothpaste. 
it's a series of backward falling. And when we fall backward, we forget things. That humanity has the best case of amnesia out there. We lose our history so easy and we lose our past and we forget about stuff. Or we relegate it into the fantastical, oh, that doesn't exist. Um, But if we had the history, if we could remember it, what would we be able to know about? And I think that's why the 411 really captivates a lot of people because even when you look at it from a skeptic's viewpoint, it there might be some that you can explain away and be like, yeah, okay, no, maybe this happened or whatever. But there are always some that are just so fantastical that, no, how how could this have ever happened? Like, this is not, there is nothing that we can rationalize with this that makes no sense for any of our knowledge. So what don't we know? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be something. Do you have any more stories you brought, Greg? No, unfortunately, that was the only story that I really had because the only time I really had yeah, a chance we, to look at Well, Christmas stories. coming up and yeah. all that kind of stuff. We are at 40 minutes, so if if we're good with that, then we can be. Colleen's looking at more stuff. Colleen's trying. She's, she's got all she's the trying, info. She just wants to any, make sure. Make sure we're being thorough. That's right. Got to be thorough. So, uh, Matt, I was thinking, would you want to go in the woods and look for Bigfoots with me one night? One time? I don't know. Do we have them around here? We have to go somewhere f- up north, I think. <clears throat> you could probably go to Algonquin. Algonquin, okay. yes. Algonquin. Yeah. That, I think that'd be kind of fun, and we could do like a like a Blair Witch uh, Project podcast thingy. <laughs> Which one of us is going to have the runny nose and be way too close to the camera? <laughs> well, I don't think I would be going up there because as far as I know, most of the trails are not accessible. <laughs> you don't have your off-road tires uh, on? No, I don't, I don't have any good off-road tires. You know, I could just see the, the chair just going plunk. <laughs> so how about we replace the front with skis? <laughs> That'd be cool. You, it's the electric one, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, just or just you know what? Just stick me in a canoe, and I'll just canoe around. Or we put a a track around both your tires, so it turns into more of a tank kind of thing. Oh, there are some really really cool adaptions to make like all terrain wheelchairs. It, there's amazing crap out there. It's amazing. Oh, they're so cool. Oh, I know. The um, uh, oh, what was I thinking? Um. I saw a tank one do the stairs, and I felt bad for the stairs. That's how crazy these yeah, wheelchairs are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, I guess the other thing, talking about the woods and mentioning, like, Bigfoot and that, it reminds me, the, there's a lot of stories out there of hunters, uh, hikers, you name it. They'll go into the woods, and all of a sudden, everything goes silent. Um, You know, and there's been some theories that, is this a case of... Were these people who could have been missing four one ones, but somehow managed to avoid it? But it's like it's like the woods go completely silent. There's even there's even some like um, videos on YouTube of people who've experienced this and have uploaded it, where literally it's like nature stops. Um, there's nothing. There's there's no wind. There's there's no air. There's no birds. There's no insects. There's nothing. And they say it's like the creepiest scariest thing where it it's like they're 
every part of their being feels something is wrong um and they'd want to run it gets your absolute fight or flight going or something is watching them yes yeah yeah so it's like when i hear those i think are these people who somehow lucked out and didn't didn't get taken by a portal or didn't get didn't actually fully experience the full abduction or the full loss but they started into it did they just go into a middle ground Uh, or or like whatever was looking for them had just gotten there but hadn't found them yet yeah or that they didn't fit there's a there's um a study of of uh people who claim they've been abducted by ufos shows that the most common abductees are people who have mutations so by that it's people with red hair um green or hazel eyes because those are mutations and the most common is people with negative blood, because that is probably the most extreme mutation humans have. Um, but that they are far more likely to be abducted than anyone else. Interesting. So, I, I you know, I'm kind of curious then, thinking about that, with the missing 401, how would that correlate with all the people who went missing? Does that match in with any? How many match in with that? Could that be together? And I don't know. And I wonder if that plays into the alien genetic problem that they're trying to you know, repair their gene pool and stuff. I also heard that they're not only repairing their gene pool, but creating um, hybrid human-alien drones to work for them and stuff like that. Yes. So, you know, kind of think of... uh, uh, If you look at a lot of the Bible stories, you'll find that there was actually a Mankind 1.0. Oh, yeah. And... uh, a lot of it was wiped out by the flood. There was only like Noah left, right? So yeah. like everything of that mankind 1.0 could be, you know, part of the, we tried to make a mankind, it screwed up. So we made this better one. So we're going to start off mankind again with Noah. Cause he's like the 2.0 kind of version of mankind. We made this one a little bit smarter so that they can, you know, build things faster and progress through time easier and but not completely get rid of mankind 1.0 the alien zoo theory kind of take them underground or take them somewhere else and make them workers and make them this and make them that because they're subservient right the well they they don't know what rights are so they can't exactly talk about them right so and it's and it's interesting because that is kind of like the alien zoo theory where one I know a theory that it incorporates in that is that there were originally many different types of humanoids on Earth, and then it was decided, okay, which one gets to survive? So you know, there's talk, there, there's stories about how at Easter Island, when they were first discovered, the people on Easter Island were were much different. There were some normal or what we call normal people, but there was a large race of giants that had died out. There's Polynesian islands who have the same stories, you know. So is this something where, you know, let's say alien overlords decided, okay, let's get rid of this group and we're going to keep this one going. And I guess on that one you think is, did they decide to keep the most intelligent or the ones that they could use the best? Or the ones that were the most naive. Exactly. The ones they could use the best. Yeah. Um, you know, you really just even 
looking into one of these, you can go down so many theory rabbit holes. Uh, and that's what we I've been noticing. Uh, the more we've done conspiracy and stuff, how they all kind of tie into each other, but don't at the same time. Yeah. You look like you were going to say something, Greg. You no, wanna, sorry. You want to say something? Why don't you say that? What's that? Oh, I was just going to say, uh, the the guy, George, that went missing, he has dark brown hair, blue eyes, and is a stocky built, so it wasn't really... Anything. Didn't, didn't suit the, the, the mutation idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What about the blue eyes? Blue eyes aren't mutation. No? Blue blue and brown are normal. Um, hazel and green and gray are mutations because they're hybridized. Oh, okay. Um, and I, don't mind me. I like the term mutations. It doesn't bother me. So if it bothers anyone else, oh, well, sorry. <laughs> when you were saying mutation, I thought maybe like an extra limb or something <laughs> like that. I was just like, well... There are some people that do have that, you know. Yeah. No, it's just it's just the weird genetic what what's considered the uh, the kind of hybrid or the or the the more mutated forms. So, um, and yeah, the red hair, the the green hazel, and then the negative blood. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that kind of covers it, you know. But like, I'd say for anyone who's interested, like YouTube, like there are so many really neat podcasts. YouTube, Tubi. Oh yeah, like, and there's a lot of stuff out there. And the more you go into it, the more you find out. Yeah. Uh, and you might agree with it, you might not. It it really it's whatever you like. Well, even if you think about it, say he said uh, what one thousand five hundred cases were fitting into that category. If only one percent of that is right. That's at least 150 cases. 1%, I think, is 15. Fif- okay. Either way, still that's 15. Still 15. That's still a lot. That's 15 that's that has 15. to be weird and actually paranormal. Yeah. Alrighty. So, I've been Mystery Matt, joined by these two lovely people. And uh, just don't go too far in the woods. You never know what's out there. Have a good night, everybody.